Today's uh, last service of the year is going to be a little bit different from what we normally do. So today I'm going to walk us through um, a, a passage together. Um, and then I'm going to make just a few different points regarding the passage. And at the very end, we're actually going to allot a good chunk of time for reflection regarding this year. It would be such a shame, you know, for us to end the year uh, without inviting God into our, you know, our circumstances and asking him, God, like, Whatever I believed about this year, whatever I saw this year as, uh, would you speak into it as well? How, how did you see this year? Uh, and so we want to make sure that we open up this opportunity for us to do this together as a community. And so what I will be asking all of us, you know, is uh, to have a journal at hand. So I have my journal here as well. And so we're going to be doing it together today. I know that when a talking head speaks to you and asks you to participate in some way, you know, and you're sitting at home in your PJs and you can't be bothered, um, you know, it is more of a hassle, you know, to follow along. But my encouragement is it'll be worth it. And so I'm going to give you a brief moment right now to go run and, and grab some, you know, a writing utensil um, and, uh, you know, your journal or your notebook, wherever it is that you take notes, because you, we will need it towards the end of service today. So I'm going to give you a brief moment right now. If you have a hard time finding your journal, it means that it's probably been too long since you've journaled. Um, and so this is a good a time as ever you know, to start. Um, you know, and as we wait for people to grab their journals, um, you know, right now we, we are uh, under level 2.5 in COVID restrictions. Uh, one of the things I want to encourage all of us in this community to do, and it's especially hard for us to do this at this time of the year because it requires so much self-restraint and so much sacrifice. It is, you know, to uh, abide by the government regulations, and that is, you know, social gatherings. They are asking everybody to keep it to four people max or under and so make sure that you are abiding by that in order to keep one another safe and my hope is that as we abide by these restrictions you know, the more we do this the better we do this and the sooner we're going to be able to meet in person uh, as well and although we have been under relatively high restrictions, uh, we've had a week filled with connection and with giving as well. So this past week, we had a Christmas Eve online worship where we were able to gather together, um, you know, and, and worship and, and sing, uh, you know, Christmas carols together. On Friday morning, we had our Christmas morning AIM online service where we actually gave towards Nanomi, an organization uh, that takes care of the homeless here in the city. And so thank you to all of you guys who gave towards Nanumi. It goes a long way, especially this time of year when all these churches gather together to give towards such an important cause. And also I wanted to take a moment to thank all of you who sponsored, uh, you know, a, a child's gift this past year. So every year we partake in something called Christmas Secret Angel and we partner with a children's home called Zion Children's Home. It's, it's 
it's uh, you know a home that we've been partnering with over so many years. And this year, once again, we sponsor Christmas gifts uh, and a celebration for their Christmas morning. So on behalf of these children and on behalf of Jerusalem Ministries, thank you so much for all of you guys who you know who gave towards this cause, who sponsored a child, and this means the world to them. It's been a very difficult year for them. Uh, and so just knowing that somebody cares for them, knowing that somebody is praying for them, it is so important for these children. And so thank you for all of you guys who gave towards this. Now, um, I'm going to open this up. Uh, today's message is titled God with us. And this is obviously, you know, something that we meditate on at this time of the year. God calls himself God Emmanuel. And this word Emmanuel, it means God with us, a God who's present with us. And this is something that we meditate on, especially during Advent season and especially during Christmas season. Uh, but today we're going to be meditating on this concept, on this idea, on this characteristic of God, this name of God with a passage that we normally don't attribute towards Christmas. And that is Psalm 139. Psalm 139, if you guys, you know, uh, are familiar with Psalm 139 is a search me and know me, test my anxious thoughts, you know, that passage. And so if you have your Bibles with you, I encourage you to open up your Bibles If you don't have your Bible, uh, we do have slides for you to follow along as well. So we're going to be reading Psalm 139 all together, verses 1 through 24. So it's relatively a long passage, but I, I, I want us to go through it very slowly and thoughtfully and prayerfully um, and read it together. So wherever you are at home, feel free to recite along, alongside with me as well. Psalm 139, it reads, O Lord, you have searched me and you know me. You know when I sit and when I rise, you perceive my thoughts from afar. You discern my going out and my lying down. You are familiar with all my ways. You hem me in Behind and before. You have laid your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. Too lofty for me to attain. Where can I go from your spirit? And where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. If I rise on the wings of the dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, even there your hand will guide me. Your right hand will hold me fast. If I say, surely the darkness will hide me and the light become night around me, even the darkness will not be dark to you. The night will shine like the day, for darkness is as light to you. For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place. When I was woven together in the depths of the earth, your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. 
How precious to me are your thoughts, O God. How vast the sum of them. Were I to count them, they would outnumber the grains of sand. When I awake, I am still with you. If only you would slay the wicked, O God. Away from me, you bloodthirsty men. They speak of you with evil intent. Your adversaries misuse your name. Do I not hate those who hate you, O Lord, and abhor those who rise up against you? I have nothing but hatred for them. I count them my enemies. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. Amen. This is one of those psalms that reminds us, especially in a year like this year, where maybe if you're like me, you spent the majority of this year on your own. You've spent the majority of the year talking at a screen. You've spent the majority of the year, you know, not surrounded by people, not, you know, socializing or going out. You spend the majority of the year on your own. When you feel most isolated, when you feel most alone, when you feel most unseen, this is the kind of psalm that grounds us in the truth that God is with us even right now. This is such an important psalm for us to meditate on, especially in a year like this, where we are tempted to feel completely isolated from everybody else. We're tempted to spiral into, you know, depression or anxiety or loneliness. And this is a psalm that reminds us once again that although we find ourselves on our own, although we find ourselves in a place where we look around and we're the only one in this living room, we're the only one in this apartment, God is with us. If we've been worshiping looking at a screen for most of the year, God is with us. He sees us even right now as we're sitting with our PJs on, with our cup of coffee, with our breakfast there. God sees us even right now. He is God, Emmanuel. And God is with us wherever we are. It's such an important truth for us to meditate on today. And so I just wanted to point out three different things as we go through this passage And then we're going to have a time of meditating and reflecting on this year. My first point for today is that God knows you and also searches you. Now, what in the world could this mean? That a God who absolutely knows you inside and out to the depths of your soul, even better than you know yourself. This is a God who says he knows you, but he also searches you. What in the world could this mean that an all-knowing God, a God who knows it all, also searches you? What could this mean? Now, I'm going to use an analogy today, and I'm going to need your help for this as well. So I'm going to take you to our live chat right now, and I'm going to ask you the question, what is one movie that you have watched so many times that you could probably recite most of the dialogue. You already see what's going to happen next. 
you already, you know, know exactly, you know, what, what this character is going to say, how they're going to react, what they're going to look like. So what is one movie that you've seen so many, doesn't need to, you know, it can be an embarrassing movie. That's fine. Uh, it doesn't need to be your favorite movie. It just needs to be a movie that you've watched over and over again. For example, it's not one of my favorite movies, but I happened to watch it many, many times growing up. It was 101 Dalmatians. The reason why I watched it so many times is simply because we had the VCR at home as one of the few VCRs, uh, you know, the, the tapes that we had. And so, you know, when we were bored and there was nothing fun on TV, that's what we would inevitably pop in. Wow, these are wow, these are great. All right, so we have brush hour two. We have the wedding singer, a walk to remember, and mean girls. These are great. Hey, this is a great short list for those of you guys who are, you know, wanting to catch up on old movies. Home Alone. That is such a good movie, especially this time of year. So Home Alone, Passion of the Christ. JP, really? I I, I find that hard to believe. <laughs> The Proposal with Ryan Reynolds and Sandra Bullock. That is a really funny movie. So that was Daisy uh, saying that. Uh, Glory, she said the Harry Potter series. So I don't know how many movies there are, but there's many of them. So, you know, those are movies you've seen enough to be able to recite them. Home Alone, Sound of Music. Wow, that is an oldie for our younger viewers. Um, you probably have never watched this movie because it's that old. Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Wow, these are great. It's like 80s, like this This shaped an entire generation. Um, these are great oldies. Awesome Powers, Gold Member, Beauty and the Beast, the classic Beauty and the Beast, not the, the remake, but the old school Beauty and the Beast. Princess Bride, Enter the Dragon. I've never watched that movie. Do you guys know this movie, Enter the Dragon? Bruce Lee movie? Okay, so I, I, I'm not um, up to date with my Bruce Lee um, repertoire. Uh, Jurassic World. Matrix. I love the Matrix. That's the, one of the best movies ever. And that's because I had zero expectations going into the theater. And then my mind was blown. Like I came out like mouth hanging open. And then I consequently watched it a million times after. Napoleon Dynamite. This is uh, an acquired taste for sure. It takes you a couple of views to kind of get the hang of that kind of sense of humor. But yes, that is a great movie. Harry Potter, Forrest Gump. That is one of my favorite movies as well. Uh, Shawshank Redemption. Whoa, that is a really, really good movie. If you haven't watched it, you have to watch it. Original Ninja Turtles. <laughs> go Ninja, go Ninja, go. Yeah, where it's like a uh, rubber um, suits that they're wearing and you can tell they're rubber suits uh, The Wizard of Oz, Fast and the Furious I have to admit that I haven't watched any of the Fast and the Furious I have to catch up on that Game of Thrones, I haven't watched any of those either um, Beauty and the Beast I think it's the, the like fourth time it's come up on our chat, so Beauty and the Beast is a very important movie for all of us I guess, Dark Knight Wow, Dark Knight It was a bit too dark for me so after I watched it once, I was I, I had a hard time watching it again. And so, yeah, so these are all really, really amazing movies. If you guys are, you know, wanting to kill time and wanting to catch up on old movies that you missed, this is a great list right here. And so maybe all of us will be watching Beauty and the Beast, you know, and, and ushering the new year uh, in that way. Um, one of my personal favorites and one movie that I have watched a gajillion times is actually Finding Nemo. So I don't 
care what you think, but Finding Nemo, in my humble opinion, is one of the best Pixar movies ever. Ever. Including Toy Story, including Up, including, I don't know, whatever other Pixar movie you want to, you know, uh, you know, advocate for. Finding Nemo is such a good movie. Maybe the five, the first five minutes are really traumatic, but after that, you know, all the characters are so, like, memorable. If, if you guys remember, hi, my name is Bruce. You guys remember that? Like, the, 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 the shark? And everybody says, hi, Bruce. And then he, you know, he's, it's like at a, at a, in a, in a support group gathering. Or like the turtle. If you guys remember the turtle who's like, Sounding Californian, but he's actually in Australia. I don't know how that works. Um, and he goes like, dude, dude, so totally rocks, dude. And he talks like that the whole time. It's like this movie is filled with really, really memorable characters and really memorable personalities. Now, here's, here's the point. It's not, the point isn't, let's watch all these movies. The point is this. Every time I watch Finding Nemo, I know exactly what's going to happen. I know when they open up their mouth, exactly what they're going to say. I can recite most of the movie out loud to, you know, my roommates, uh, my previous roommates' annoyment, uh, annoyance. Um, and so it's, it's a movie that I can, I've watched so many times that I know exactly what's going to happen. And yet, as I'm watching it for first time, uh, you know, uh, not for first time, for the nth time, uh, I am still like reliving the emotions. Like I am still really genuinely saddened when, spoiler alert, um, yeah, Nemo's family kind of dies. Um, you know, <laughs> sorry to, if you haven't watched it, you're going to, it's spoiling on the first five minutes. Okay. Um, so like, I know exactly what's going to happen. And yet when I watch it again, like, as I'm watching it unfold, I still go through the same emotions again. And I, I relive that grief and that sorrow. And then the joy, you know, of, like, these new characters coming in. And, you know, the joy of, of the ending as well. Again, spoiler alert. Even if I've watched it a hundred times before, as I watch it again, as I watch it unfold before my eyes, I still rejoice. I still, uh, you know, grieve. I still celebrate. I still relive this movie as if it was my first time. In a very similar way, obviously, you know, this analogy only goes so far. In a very similar way, God knows our lives inside and out. The psalm says that even before any of the days of your life came to be, he knew them all. He knew exactly what was going to happen. He knows exactly what's going to happen this this year, this day, he knows exactly what, what you're going to have for lunch. He knows exactly uh, what tomorrow is going to bring. He knows exactly what your life looks like. And yet he searches you out. He looks over your life. His thoughts for you outnumber the grains of sand. He is, he is carefully watching your life even right now. And as if he was watching it for first time, he is living it out. He's celebrating it. He is grieving with you. He is feeling your pain. He is, you know, alongside you in your uncertainty. He is there with you every step of the way as if it was the first time, as if he didn't know what was going to happen. That's how intimately he knows you. And so he's a God who knows you inside and out. 
your behavior, your actions, your thoughts, your motivations, your, your feelings. He knows every part of you. And yet he still searches you out. That is the God that we worship. Of course, our life isn't as simple as just a movie that is rolling, right? We press play and we just watch this thing rolling. There's moments where God awaits our response. There's there's moments where God awaits our participation, where he awaits our partnership. There's crossroads that we find ourselves at where we need to make decisions. So it's not all robotic and it's not all fatalistic. And yet God knows you from the inside out. He knows the entire span of your life. He knows where you're going to be exactly this day in 20 years. He knows that already, but God still rejoices with you. He weeps with you. He feels the angst and the pain and the ecstasy and the exhilaration. He feels all these things with you even right now. So God knows you and also searches you out second thing for us to meditate on today is God knows you and also made you. So he knows you in a way that only a maker could know you. So continuing with this analogy of the movie, even if I watched the movie a thousand times, Finding Nemo, if I watched a thousand times, I would never know it as fully and intimately as someone who actually made the movie. As someone who watched it form before their eyes. As someone who made the decision, no, keep the scene in. Let's bring in this actor for this voice. Let's use this special effect in this scene. Let's design, you know, the the scenery in this way. Let's cut out this part in the script. I will never know any movie as fully as the maker of the movie. In the same way, God knows us inside and out. He doesn't just recite the lines along with us. He was the one who put this detail this way in this, in this part. He showcased this characteristic there. He added this conflict here to bring out the best of this person there. He himself is the master storyteller. He is the author and the perfecter of our faith. He sets in motion and he watches it unfurl. He weeps and laughs and grieves and celebrates. He holds your hand in the palm. He holds your life in the palm of his hands and nothing goes unnoted by him. Have you ever seen a behind the scenes kind of documentary for any movie? And when you hear the story behind it, you realize there's so many parts of the movie that completely bypass your attention. You had no idea, oh, this detail was there. Oh, this foreshadowing was there. Oh, this is why they added this line there. It was intentional. And in the same way, God's mind and God's authorship in your life, it is just as intricate, just as meticulous, just as detail-oriented. There is nothing that goes unnoticed. There is no detail that is too small. He is the author and perfecter of your faith. He is the one who made you and wove you even before you were born. He knows you personally because he made you personally. Even the things in our lives 
that we wish weren't there. Even the, the personality traits. And man, God, why, why do I act this way? Or why do, uh, why is this part in, in, you know, in my heart or my thoughts? Why do, you know, why do I act this way? All the parts even in our lives that we wish weren't part of our story, how we were woven together. God knows it as well because He made it that way. That was part of your intricate design and He delights over it. He rejoices and savors even those parts in all of us. Lastly, God knows you and is also with you. God knows you, but he's also with you. Now imagine with me for a moment, again, back to the analogy of a movie. Imagine that the person didn't just watch the movie a million times and they didn't just make the movie itself. They could actually interact with the characters in the movie. They could actually not just, you know, watch from afar from the other side of the screen as a spectator, but they could enter into the movie. They could interact with the characters in the movie. Can you imagine what that would be like? Just how intimate, just how close that would be. In the same way, God interacts with us and he's with us in our lives. He doesn't just watch this movie. He speaks to the characters. He holds them in their hand, in his hand. He cries with them. He encourages them when they are discouraged. He guides them when they're lost. He rejoices with them when they find their way. God is an active participant in your life. He was with you in that moment of uncertainty. He was with you in that moment of fear. He was with you in that moment of courage. He was with you when you felt alone, when you felt conflicted, when you felt brokenhearted, when you felt disappointed. He was with you even when you felt misunderstood or unsure. He was with you. He wasn't just watching you. He doesn't just know you in a conceptual way. He was actually with you. Now, for the last few weeks, as we were celebrating Advent and Christmas, we talked about the incredible and miraculous truth that this God that we celebrate, this God that we worship, doesn't just know us, doesn't just rejoice over us, but he is God Emmanuel, God with us, a God who is intimately acquainted with us. And because God knows us, because God searches us, because he made us, because he's with us, we can then in turn tell this God, search me, oh God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there's any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. We can look at this God who knows us fully, who made us from the inside out, and who is with us even right now, we can look to him and feel safe enough to ask him, you can search me, God. You can know me, God. And there's parts in me, parts in me 
that are not headed in the right direction. There's parts of me that need to be realigned with your word. There's parts in me that need correction. There's parts of me that need encouragement. There's parts in me, God, that, that need your input and need your engagement. Then God, would you do it? We give you full access. Now, many months ago, it feels like it's been like years, but back in March, I don't know if you remember, but back in March, when the pandemic was just, you know, taking off here in Korea, I preached a message titled, Is Back to Normal What We Really Want? So I, I preached a message with this title, Is Back to Normal What We Really Want? Like, really? This was when we were thinking, man, man, I just can't wait, you know, for life to go back to normal, for my job to go back to normal, for our worship to go back to normal, my social life to go back to normal. And I asked us all this question. I challenged us all with this question. Is normal back to what 2019 was like? Is that what you really want? Is that, you know, the golden age that you are aiming for? And during this message, I shared a poem that was actually posted uh, by some, uh, someone on social media. And um, just to bring it full circle, I actually want us to revisit this poem or parts of this poem once again. And it reads this way. Corona is exposing us. Corona is exposing our addiction to comfort, our obsession with control our compulsion to hoard, our protection of self. Corona is exposing the gods we worship, our health, our hurry, our sense of security, our, our favorite lies, our secret lusts, our misplaced trust. Corona is calling everything into question. What is a church without a building? What is my worth without an income? How do we plan without uncertainty? How do we love despite risk? Corona is exposing me. My mindless numbing, my endless scrolling, my careless words, my fragile nerves. So what now? What's left? Clean hands, clear eyes, tender hearts. What Corona reveals, God can heal. Come, Lord Jesus, have mercy on us. I agree with so many people that this year has been a very challenging year. But some of the things that God in his sovereignty has exposed, has brought to the surface, these things aren't new. Our addiction to comfort is not new. Our protection of self is not new. Our pegging our worth to our function, to our paycheck, to our job, that's not new. But this year, more than maybe any other year before, it's just simply brought it to the surface. And God in his sovereignty has allowed it to happen that way. For us to ask him now, God, would you search me? Would you know my heart? Would you test my anxious thoughts? 
and see if there is any wicked way in me. It doesn't need to be evil and sinister, but it, it's simply something that's out of alignment with God's truth, out of alignment with God's way. See if there's any wicked way in me. And now, God, now that you've exposed it, now that you've tested my heart, now that you put your finger on that, would you lead me now in the way everlasting? It's been a challenging year, and that's okay. But it's such a precious, and maybe it's a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity for us to ask God, now that we see very plainly maybe what was underneath all along, maybe it's a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity for us to invite the Lord in and ask him, God, would you lead us now in the way everlasting? And so I'm going to lead us through five different questions. And this is where it's helpful if you have a journal with you or, you know, a a notebook or or whatever. And I'm going to do it along with you as well. And so I'm going to set a timer for us. Um, And I'm going to give each question, I'm going to give us three minutes. All right, three minutes per question. And I'm going to ask all of us, you know, to take a moment. And it's not simple introspection. What's different about this, it's not just that, hey, I'm searching my heart. But it's inviting God into it as well. Because who has a better understanding of what is there than God? And so asking God, you search me, you test me. If there's any way in me that, that needs correction, that needs realignment, God, would you be the one to speak that out to me? And so as the Holy Spirit is with us, and as we invite the Holy Spirit in to search us out, I want us to, you know, it doesn't need to be complete, but at the very least give us three minutes per question for us to meditate and reflect on these different points. And my, our, my first question is going to be this. No, verse, I believe it's eight. It says, if I go up to the heavens, you are there. And so the question that I want us to reflect on for three minutes is what is one high point from this year that maybe others didn't get to see in my life, but God saw? What is one high point from this year that maybe others didn't get to see in my life, but maybe because God was there, he was there, um, he saw. So for three minutes, we're going to meditate on this and reflect on this.
All right. That's the first question. Now, the second question I want us to go through, same verse. It continues on to say, if I make my bed in the depths, you are there. And so the question that I want us to reflect on, maybe we'll bring it a notch down to now uh, two minutes instead of three. What is one low point from this past year that maybe others didn't get to see in my life, but where God was there as well? What is one low point? third question if I rise on the wings of the dawn if I settle on the far side of the sea even there your hand will guide me and your right hand will hold me fast so in other words even if you are far away from any living soul as far away as you possibly could be even there his hand will guide you his right hand will hold you fast and so what was one moment where you felt alone this past year
right? Next question. Um, the second to last verse, it reads, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. And so the question is, what is one way I was tested this past year? What is one way I was tested this past year? This is our last question. Uh, the last verse reads, See if there's any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. So the question is, what is one way I was changed this past year? What is one way I was changed this past year?
Now these questions are, you know, just a start for us. I'm, I'm praying that this would simply open up the door for us to begin to reflect on this past year. And here's probably the most important point for us to take home with us today. It is that whether it was a high point or a low point, whether you felt alone or tested or you saw yourself changing, God was there in the midst of it all. This is a God who is not a stranger to your life circumstances. He's a God who knows you inside and out. He is God that hasn't left you, not even for a second this past year. That is the God that we worship, and that is the God that holds us fast, even in years where we feel more isolated and more challenged than usual. And so I want us to close today in prayer as, you know, Brian leads us in a song. Father, all these things we give to you, the high points, the low points, the times we were tested or alone, the times where we felt ourselves changing little by little, all these things, God, we give up to you today. We're so grateful, Father, that you don't stay at an arm's length distance from us. But you're a God who draws close. You're a God who comes in to embrace us. You're a God who comes running even when you see us a long ways off. We pray, Father, that as we wrap up this year, God, we would know that this entire year you've been with us. You've been close to us. You know every detail, every challenge, every part of us. You know it all. We thank you, Father, for your steadfast love and your faithfulness to us. We pray, God, that you would remind us of this when we tend to forget. We love you, Father. May this year be a fragrant offering unto you, God. We pray, God, that you would be glorified, you would be magnified, that the story that you are weaving through our lives, it would bring you great joy and great glory. We thank you, Father. We pray all these things in Jesus' name.